0: Welcome to The Stockout. This is your show at FreightWaves. We set aside about 25 minutes to talk about what's happening in the CPG industry, the consumer packaged goods industry. I'm your host, Mike bowden I'm the head of intermodal solutions here at Freight FreightWaves. I do a lot with uh, intermodal data on the data side of the business and also uh, do some uh, content creation here at FreightWaves uh, related to uh, intermodal and uh, CPG. Uh, industry. And uh, today on the CP- CPG show, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, tracking and tracing in the consumer goods space. Uh, there's some new FDA regulations that uh, the food industry is uh, scrambling to uh, supply, um, comply with. I'll talk through those as kind of a review. Um, those went into effect um, in uh, late last year uh, for, you know, for the implementation in 2026. So I'll talk through a, a little bit about that. And then I'm going to be interviewing Michael Johnson. He's the CEO of Metric. That's a software and data company that tracks the legal cannabis industry um, from seed to sale, mainly on behalf of state government. So we'll learn uh, more about that. Seems like a critical uh, business in a, in a growing uh, industry. Uh, it really seems like it would help uh, sellers and uh, manufacturers play by the rules, uh, really pr- sort of protect those that... Um, you know, enter into the agreement with the, the state governments to, uh, to to abide by the, the rules of, of the state, uh, delivering safe products, um, and then from the government's perspective, making sure that they get the the, the tax revenue that they uh, had intended. So that'll be interesting. Um, and before I do those things, if anyone is not already signed up for the CPG newsletter, do a newsletter that comes out every Wednesday. Um, one of many newsletters we have at FreightWaves to keep you up to date on the freight industry and, and supply chains, all you have to do is go to www.freightwaves.com, go up to newsletters, and it's going to be the first one there under uh, supply chain. So I encourage you to do that. And I also encourage um, you to attend our conference on June 21st and 22nd in Cleveland. It's going to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Should be a great time. Uh, Lots of good speakers there. And uh, some speakers that uh, pertain specifically to the CPG industry here, uh, Nestle, Coca-Cola um, and, and L'Oreal, so basically the biggest food and beverage company, and then the biggest packaged beverage company, and the biggest you know cosmetics company, and then we're also going to have a shipper only roundtable where CPG companies and other shippers can compare notes and what they're seeing in the marketplace, maybe um, you know compare strategies to uh, deal with the loose um, you know freight market, how to maybe position themselves for when the freight market ultimately uh, turns and it's uh, tight again. So I'll go through just one, um, you know, CPG news story here. And this is really kind of a review of, of what happened late last year is the FDA came out with new regulations for food traceability that are going to be implemented by January 20th of 2026. So they gave them about three years uh, to comply from the time that uh, the the regulation was, was issued. It's in the 600 page report. It does seem like it's a lot to unpack, a lot to comply with. Uh, but it does seem like this is going to be a big trend in consumer goods. When you have things like the baby formula shortage of the last year, year and a half, um, you know b- reports of bad peanut butter, the you know leafy greens causing problems, even things like cereal and the supposed Lucky Charms issue. So, so all those things, um, you know, I think are going to be big uh, things that the CPG com- uh, industry is going to try to comply with. There is this food traceability list that the FDA rolled out, have a graphic that shows a little bit of a part of that. So this is just a, a snippet of it that shows you know, cheese, and uh, it, it sort of goes on to include um, shellfish, net butters, leafy greens, among other things. And so these industry participants are going to have to comply with providing, collecting and providing certain data points at certain times of transformational events and handoffs. Uh, basically, when one party takes delivery of the cheese from the manufacturer to the distributor, that's going to have to be recorded. Um, and so the objective is when there's some contamination or spoilage that it can be resolved quicker where they know not just um, sort of what happened, but exactly where it happened in the supply chain. So it should result ultimately in fewer supply chain issues. Um, and the, the three years that they that they had, um, FDA says it should create a harmonized universal language of food traceability. Uh, the Food Industry Association and National Grocers Association came out against it, as you probably uh, would imagine, um, seeing things a little bit differently, citing the, quote, tremendous investment of time and resources. Um, and also the FDA maybe exceeded its authority um, you know, by issuing those uh, regulations. So I think that's going to be a big uh, topic. It's just the traceability uh, within supply chains in the, in the consumer goods uh, space. And uh, I think that leads nicely into uh, today's guest. Um, intro to today's guest is Michael Johnson, CEO of Metric. This is a company that's tracking and, track and trace throughout the legal legal cannabis industry, mainly on behalf of state governments. Um, Michael, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Very, uh, very excited. Certainly uh, having the conversation about traceability and CPG is right up our alley here at Metric and, and certainly something we're already doing at a uh, at a at I think a pretty successful level uh, with a mm-hmm. with a fairly seamless interpretation of what those rules can look like at a very granular level for a highly regulated industry.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those not familiar with Metric, why don't you just give us a quick overview of um, who you are, what you do?
1: Absolutely. Metric is a software platform that is uh, primarily in the regulatory environment and uh, the vast majority of our our customer base uh, is in the cannabis space. And so we will sell our, our offering to states that are trying to regulate legal cannabis. Um, we then come in and, and kind of uh, are, are a part of that organization, are part of that infrastructure, and really the backbone of the compliance cannabis commerce a- ecosystem. Um, our advanced track and trace technology ensures that all the regulatory and corporate stakeholders can accurately gather, uh, utilize transaction data in order to protect public health, to grow the legal market, to protect tax revenue, um, so on and so forth, and and, and I really want to emphasize the public health part on this because this is really the most critical element with what we focus on and what we think is uh, is most important when you're talking about uh, a substance of um, that that I think is has been a little bit um, a little bit hotly debated in terms of the cannabis space, but it's making folks um, comfortable uh, with the with with cannabis, making folks comfortable with the regulatory environment is certainly something that we uh, we put at the forefront of our mission.
0: That makes sense. So the governments want to make sure the product is safe and it's not tampered with, and uh, they wanna know what's in the product so it's not you know, harmful. I mean, how often, you know, from let's say seed to sale, does a, a piece of information need to go into the system normally? I and mean, it's it very state by state, but, but just how much information actually it needs to be transmitted?
1: It's, it's actually, a, a lot more complex than just, you know, state by state, you get into what's being produced. So you start with the plant, plants grown and generally identified as a, um, as a, as a viable plant when it reaches a certain height. And those regulations are going to change state by state. And then once the plant reaches its level of viability, a variety of different datas, um, data, data sources are, are captured along the way. In terms of when the plant is moved, uh, where it physically is located, when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of plants, sometimes it's actually very important. Uh, When you uh, trim the plant, when you're adding additives, pesticides, fertilizers, things of that nature, when the plant's harvested, how much it weighs, how much it weighs after it's cured, uh, it's packaged, uh, processed, sent to somebody else. There's over 350 discrete events that could potentially occur in the supply chain. Although most um, most are actually quite a bit less than that three hundred and fifty number,
0: it's quite a large amount of information. Um, And you know, I found it interesting. I mean, why don't you walk us through, like, you know, how how many states is is cannabis legal in, and you know, how many of those states are using your software currently, uh, which I think was pretty impressive. Um, And sort of what's enabled you to gain, you know, the market share that you have.
1: Yeah, there's 39 legal adult use states in the country. We have about two thirds of those. Um, our platform is is the only platform that exists that is solely focused on trying to create the very best regulatory supply chain solution. And so for us, that's really the, the been the driver and the differentiator. We also have a uh, couple our software with robust use of RFID technology that enables folks, uh, inspectors to be able to go out to a cultivation and do a full 100% inspection in a matter of minutes, just using RFID readers, uh, similar uh, similar concepts when you get into the CPG elements, the package goods, uh, as they move through the supply chain. And so this, this definitely helps create uh, a, a much broader and a much stronger compliant ecosystem. Uh, it's a lot harder, as you might imagine, to counterfeit an RFID tag than it would be for some other identifier. But it also allows for dramatic efficiencies for folks that are in the space to take advantage of RFID, seeing as how it's already included in the tags that are government required.
0: Yeah, so it's really kind of a comprehensive solution. Um, you know, what do you do to make sure that this software and data is secure and that there's not any uh, downtime?
1: We spend a ton of time on trying to ensure that um, we've we've created a secure environment. Each state is actually a separate, unique environment, very different than a traditional SaaS platform. Um, we're we're pretty tight in terms of who has access to that. Cybersecurity is is really something that every software company and really every company in general should pay close attention to. And so we've been able to um, be able to to not have any material issues so far. Um, we constantly pay attention and are trying to add to our investment and understanding make sure we're getting ahead of the curve for any of the latest and, and most impactful risks um from a uh, I actually forgot your second question I'm sorry
0: I mean just to make sure there's not there's not any downtime as well I mean in, in addition to um, it's just having sort of downtime for for reworking those things
1: yeah absolutely um so the just like any enterprise system there's certainly it's not as quick as typing into to Google um, performance is an area that we've it Extremely focused on in the last 12 months, and something that we're paying very close attention to um, in the near future. It should be as as quick as possible because so many businesses are really reliant on a performant metric system. Uh, so we we pay very close attention to that. We do you know a 99.9% uptime, um, but really I pay a lot more a lot more attention to a functional uptime, and that's how quick transactions get processed. And so for us, um, making improvements, and we we've made dramatic improvements, as I mentioned. Um, but continuing to make improvements such that uh, we're as lightning quick as possible to support the speed of commerce is absolutely critical.
0: Yeah. What can you uh, tell me about the RFI, RFID um, you know, tags and sort of how has cost come down? I mean, my understanding is the cost of that has come way down. And that's why you hear about it so much in, in warehouses and in logistics, but any other insights for you know, someone who wants to adopt RFID and, and say their and say their warehouse?
1: It depends on what you're solving for. I mean, costs are certainly going to go down as, as much as anything's ubiquitous, but I'll say during um, during the COVID period, it was it was really hard to find to find chips. Um, we do a combination of uh, both a uh, completed RFID tag sourcing and then also inlay sourcing that we will pass to third-party producers. So we've tried to insulate ourselves in, in a variety of different ways such that uh, when there are supply chain disruptions, we're in the best possible position. Um, I would argue that uh, that costs are going to go down, but they're going to be reflective based on what your use case is. And so our use case is primarily agricultural in nature. And the substrate that um, that contains the RFID inlay has to be really robust, be able to handle uh, humidity, uh, massive amounts of heat, direct contact with soil. Um, it's going to get wet a lot, as you can imagine. Um, cannabis, you know, it's a, the the drying periods so or the dry periods and the and the wet periods are very important. Um, too much humidity, too much moisture, is going to create uh, one of one of I think the, the most troubling uh, concerns, I guess, in the overall agricultural part, which is mold. And so cannabis can certainly attract mold. Uh, so our tags and the substrate associated with those tags um, really have to have to be strong to protect that. And so the the inlays inside of that. Um, variety of different kinds of substrates, and as we try and pay more attention to sustainable substrates, um, those costs are actually going up, not down.
0: That's really great insight. Um, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't really understand all that uh, complexity um, with, with having to, you know, sort of withstand the elements there. Um, yeah, I also want to ask you about um, just the, so the market for storing data. I mean, you collect a tremendous amount of data. Um, you know, it was just, what are you seeing in the, in the market for, for storing data?
1: For, for us, there, there really isn't one. And so the data that we're collecting um, on behalf of the state governments is the state government and the licensees. And so they hold their data. Um, we're certainly able to help them facilitate meaningful insights from their data and try and find opportunities for our software to be able to make that data more accessible. Uh, everybody likes to see a nice analytical tool. And so we're, we're working pretty hard at Trying to build something a little bit more robust inside of the metric system, such that operators and state governments are able to um, to make some more sense of their data, uh, but the data overall is theirs, uh, and, and we we really want to do the best we can to be great stewards of that data.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So it's it's nice. It's not um, you know one of your costs. Um, you know, you know, I guess the, the the state government. So they they you know employ you for like a number of years as contracts that's that's in a number of of years. I would imagine, and it does seem like the safest thing for a state government to do that's um you know gets into legalizing cannabis would be to to you know do do business with the the largest player in the space. Um, you know, he had a couple of press releases about about you know some conquest business, um, where you took business from a competitor. Um, can you talk about um you talk about that.
1: Yeah, we, look. I said, we have the, we feel that metric has become um, the backbone of the industry and the standard for which the industry can operate. And we think that we can provide really meaningful solutions to all all participants, over 39,000 of our currently existing legal licensees through the metric ecosystem. We can expand that to the rest of the country to help facilitate that standard. Again, we're really focused on the on the regulatory compliance element and trying to create the best solution so that compliance is as frictionless as possible and the rails that that the ecosystem is able to operate on is as effective and as strong as possible. So metrics focused on that makes us the only uh, party that that's focused in that in that arena and we take it very seriously. It's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to represent a state government in trying to help protect public health and protect the ecosystem of their industry. Uh, we take it very, very seriously, and I couldn't be more proud of Metric for being able to hold that, hold that bar, and hold that flag for those states.
0: I think you said um, your um, your clientele is. Um, you're primarily deal with the um, the cannabis industry. Um, is sort of what what other industries uh, do
1: you do? Yeah, we've done a ton of different things over the years. So Metric is actually kind of a 30-year-old startup, which is super interesting. Uh, get Got its, its start in um, in CPG, uh, in fresh food, a uh, couple different supply chains. We're actually based in Lakeland, Florida, which is a huge distribution center in Florida. Uh, distribution, as you, as you know, in, in Florida can be quite challenging. Uh, Lakeland's right in the center of the state. So a lot of, a lot of agriculture, a lot of distribution, that's how Metric began. And that's why it was, uh, you know, such a, such a seamless fit into the cannabis space. But we've also worked in police evidence rooms, uh, air cargo transportation, fresh, uh, fresh food. As I mentioned before, strawberries and um, uh, even frozen food. Like uh, the original one of the original use cases for what is now um, kind of emerged and what gave birth to, to the metric system was uh, frozen, frozen shrimp. So there's a there's a lot um there's a lot of opportunity we think to kind of expand and push for first further down the path into regulatory supply chains uh, especially those that really want to get as um as seamless as possible with the use of rfid for passive data collection
0: yeah that's really interesting um yeah we end up talking a lot about lakeland florida freight F- waves uh, for all the reasons you, you mentioned it's a, it's importance there um you, you know i want to ask you also just about the um Appetite for raising capital um, in this in the space, you know. I mean, maybe it's almost a two part question, right? I mean, it, the the appetite for investors to invest in SaaS business, leveraging RFID, and then those that are interested in in something that touches the cannabis space. But we're just interested to any any, any insight you have there.
1: You know, we're very fortunate to have some, some great investors behind us and been with us since 2018, in, in addition to the founders that have been here since longer than that. Uh, Tiger Global is the, the largest venture capital firm in the world, so we've been very fortunate. Um, but as we grow, we continue to evaluate opportunities to kind of expand our cap table to um, see if we can bring some more folks into the business that, um, that we think can make us smarter. I mean, there's always, there's always another opportunity out there. There's always another frontier um, there's always somebody that's out there that's smarter than you are. And so uh, we pay close attention to to those opportunities they emerge. It's a little bit of a of a harder market, I think for a lot of folks right now. Um, and as you mentioned, cannabis is even tighter. there was there was certainly what what some would call a green wave for a bit of time and um and really think the market is maturing quite a bit to where so many folks got into it and and frankly, some just won't make it. Um, and so we've we've been really cautious and tried to be optimistic about, what we think we can accomplish, and also start to be, um, start to start to really have good timing and pay close attention to where the kind of the best bang for our buck is. Um, but we want to make sure that we're building something here that is that that gets to a, a meaningful level of profitability, uh, growth, and sustainability. And we think um, we think we'll do do just fine by those that choose to invest in our space.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have the advantage of being the incumbent. You um, so many states uh, already. Um interesting, to call yourself a 30 year old uh, you know startup too. Um is any any anecdotes that you've heard from you know customers that they learn from the data that, you know, they, they from your system, either about you know th- things that weren't being taxed properly or exceptions or or just any sort of anecdotes that they sort of derive from 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 the insights. I'd be interested to hear any of those.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I mentioned that public health is really the most important thing we pay attention to. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of testing that goes into cannabis, um, and something that we pay really close attention to to facilitate uh, both the testing process and then also what happens after the testing results uh, kind of kind of come through. And so sometimes there are great results, and the the COA, as we call it, um, is widely available and, and certainly helps educate consumers. But sometimes there are challenges, and those challenges. Uh, lead to pretty massive recalls and so if you think about some of the more scary recalls in the greater agricultural space like a romaine lettuce outbreak uh of, of I believe it was E. coli um you don't have that type of situation in the cannabis space and that's not because you know cannabis doesn't doesn't have the same issues in fact it does and and magnitudes greater um but because the traceability functionality that exists within metric allows us to be able to see and be able to show uh, both the state regulators and also the licensees, exactly where each one of their products are, exactly which plants might be affected and um, be able to identify where anything is at any point in time, certainly has helped facilitate and ultimately save the industry hundreds of millions of dollars over the years. So I would say we're most proud of, of making sure that we're protecting public health, but also supporting the legal ecosystem by minimizing the financial burden of, of those recalls.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, it, it just seems like, um, you know, the more of this data that's collected at various stages of the supply chain, you know, you can eliminate, you know, bad actors. You can it seems like you can just, um, you know, if there are issues with the product, you can identify those issues quicker. So, you know, there are more people consuming, you know, a bad product while they try to figure out what the issue uh, is. Um, so all these things, I think, are are, are really helpful. Um, is there anything I'm, f- I'm forgetting to ask you? Uh, just sort of, based on my lack of knowledge of the, uh, of the business. I mean, it seems like you have a lot of great opportunities here.
1: So we're, we're just another software company. It just happens to have been that we found some, some, um, some really unique opportunities inside the cannabis space. Um, I think a lot of people ask us, what's it like to be part of a cannabis business? We have, People that are active, I'm sure, and partake in cannabis and many, many that don't really like no other business, uh, like every other business that I've been a part of. Uh, what we're doing is trying to solve for uh, solve for a, a need that the government, each state government uh, identifies as something that's sometimes statutorily required as is track and trace is statutorily required in 38 states. So we're trying to create the very best software solution that enables the state regulators to be effective, but also makes it possible for folks that participate in the ecosystem to be very successful. Over 70% of the users of Metric do not not actually use another third-party system, which is really impactful when you think about the fact that we're primarily here to facilitate regulatory compliance, but we really are the backbone of how businesses operate inside of the cannabis spectrum.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that drives a tremendous amount of stickiness and, um, you know, very lo- little churn, I'm sure, if, if any. Um, so, yeah, really interested, um, you know, to, to, to hear about this. And um, for anyone who wants to, uh, you know, learn more and, and reach out directly to you, how, how would they do that?
1: So I feel free to shoot me an email. I, I want to hear from anybody and everybody that I can support. Uh, my email address is michael.johnson at metric.com. Uh, you can learn more about metric at metric.com. Metric uh, is M-E-T-R-C. The I is, the I is missing um because that's how tech companies have to be right uh so it's it's um it's a it's a great space it's a great company great people uh, and we're we're super happy to to be a part of a growing industry and and i couldn't be more appreciative of of you welcoming on welcoming me on today
0: yeah no problem yeah good to good to meet you and and uh, interested to hear about this and um we'll keep in touch hopefully um you know you out again after you know next time you you know, book a new uh, government contract. Um, you have to come on and tell us about it. If anyone needs anything from me, um, you can reach out at mboudendistle at And hope everyone has a great day.